This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli is with us today. Hello. Um, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Um, okay, Pierre, welcome. I know you've done the show oh, quite a bit just lately, but only because I had the COVID. Yes. Um, me and, me and uh, Emily should have been at the Emirates this afternoon watching, um, can't say ladies anymore, give me a minute, the Arsenal women's team. Yeah. Yes, Arsenal. Personally, I'm okay with ladies. Yeah. But, you know, Ars- Arsenal women versus um, Tottenham dames. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the, t- the current term is, but I'm I know. I'm so excited. I know if they miss a penalty, you can't say miss, you have to say miss. <laughs> Um, but anyway, God. that was cancelled for the COVID. I thought it was over. I honestly thought it was over. I know. Before I or after you had it yourself? After I'd had it, after I thought that's it done. <laughs> I thought I was like the top going back on the tube, do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing. Here is a, a funny thing. I had, um, I had me porridge this morning. And I don't know how you have your porridge, but I had a bit of lemon curd. You presume Ooh. too much, sir. Yeah, oh, oh, maybe you don't have porridge. I know you're not a carbs enthusiast. <laughs> um, but lemon curd, and I thought to myself, there was a thing on a, a, a texting on Radio 1 this morning. What do you think you're the first person to do in Britain this morning? And I thought, I'm probably the first person to have lemon curd and porridge. And I wondered, I think that's like bucking the trend. Mm. And I thought, you could have a a text in on a radio show, was what is your breakfast trend bucker? (laughs) What's your trend bucker, Steve? (laughs) So what do you have for breakfast that people don't normally have? What do you do to your breakfast? What do you think? It's like a proper text in. Like you'd get, like if I was a real uh, DJ guy. Yeah, yeah, and also you've tried to sort of invent a little catchy phrase as well. Well, yeah. yeah. Trendbucker, I like uh, that. Yeah. Well, not many people would take on Trendbucker on live radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm like that guy who walked, but, you know, in New York, the, the guy on the high wire, man on wire. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, just out of interest, uh, are we going to take that on? on yes, radio? if you okay. if you if you buck any breakfast oh, breakfastarian trends, no, it's going to be fine. Honestly, we feel just <laughs> trust me, it's going to be. So, uh, um, Pierre, I should say, um, was, and I don't want to diminish him in any way, but he was my support act on my last tour yes. and on the our long London run at the Garrick Theatre. So. Um, he came in this morning and said to me, I've never seen you in a hooded top before, because normally I'm in stage mode. Yes, yeah. full suit. Yeah, full suit and all that. And that uh, Pierre likes um, a velvet. Yeah. <laughs> He's not afraid of the lint. He will wear a velvet jacket I on will. stage. Sort of, at, sort of Cyril Fletcher type of... <laughs> yeah. Do you know what Cyril Fletcher is, Pierre? I don't know if he made it to uh, South Africa. Maybe not. He probably did. I imagine he, he played there regularly in the <laughs> So, can I ask a question? Because you two, um, yes. you like cathedrals, don't you? That's what. That's one of the things you do together. Well, we're, we're both um, Anglo-Saxon enthusiasts. So, on the tour, we went and visited many, many Anglo-Saxon uh, sites. And, and we went to... Um, we saw some Anglo-Saxon manuscripts and all that. It was, it was very yeah. uh, good. Your, your level of access was such that I told my old director of studies the sort of manuscripts and treasures I'd been allowed to handle. Yeah. And she swore in my face. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. He's I mean, I, a lot I can't treasures. get into nightclubs, but <laughs> I can get into the Book of Kells. <laughs> Which is a lovely little gay bar in Vauxhall. I don't know if you've been there. Oh, God. Uh, uh, so, uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's nice to be so relaxed around Pierre, because usually like, we're waiting to go on and it's all a bit... That's true, yeah. But uh, it's, Do you it's both good. wear your... Because I imagine you, you in your velvet, mm-hmm. Frank in his suited and booted mm. I imagine you like the sort of central characters of the importance of being earnest wandering around the cathedral <laughs> well I, I tend to wear the suit 
uh, all the time. But Pierre's one of these suit bag guys who arrives cash. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then there's a transformation. Suddenly. <laughs> but I um, I'm never off is the secret of it. So I think I might as well wear the stage gear. Okay. There you go. That's that summed up. <laughs> Don't forget your um, your breakfast trend buckers. Oh, God. <laughs> Much to my to my slight horror, mm. we're getting quite a lot of trend buckers in. Well said. <laughs> yeah, what we got? Carefully said. Morning. This is from 780. Pierre's got some as well, but I'll kick off with 780. Morning. My trend bucker is peanut butter on toast soldiers, wait for it, dipped into a soft boiled egg. And then... Mm. 780 has gone to the trouble of a, a sort of egg emoji. Delicious smiley face emoji. That's actually Jeanette from Orpington. Okay. What say you? I I can I can feel um my um my waters um rising. Um in my mouth, I mean. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's uh, I think that sounds quite nice. I'd put peanut butter on almost anything. I suppose if if it's with a saltier kind you know, it keeps it savoury with the egg. Yeah, Otherwise, I'd be a bit... I wonder if she's going smooth or um, crunchy. Yes, yeah. Oh, we weren't allowed smooth when I was younger. No? no. Why is that? How <laughs> so? <laughs> My mother just thought it wasn't very us. Oh, uh, it was just a bit lower... Um, it was a bit... She saw it as a bit lower. A bit yeah. like buying grated cheese <laughs> yeah. in a packet. Yes, I think so. I think wow. Was, yeah. I thought you should put the work in. Yeah, yeah. you should have to smooth your own. Yeah. She used to rolling pin the uh, <laughs> peanut butter for those who wanted smooth. Like, my mum used to give my mates when they come round a cup of tea and then say, do you take sugar? And if they said no, she'd say, don't stir it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So uh, uh, that's it's not good. just Jeanette we've that heard. That sounds from. all right, though. That one. I thought they yeah. were going to be grotesque. Well, well, well this one from eight three five zero. I love a jam omelette for breakfast. Oh no! My granddad made me one once on holiday in France, and we just had lots of eggs and jam to doing. use. Up. He didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad sign when yeah. granddad starts to make jam omelettes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they say, but I really liked it. Full stop. It disgusts other people. <laughs> I wonder, because, you know, was people always say cranberry juice on, you know, salty stuff. Yes, Not cranberry juice, cranberry uh, I was sauce. I yeah. something else. Cran- yeah, that's... Cranberry uh, juice No, I've been all right just lately. <laughs> well, you said your waters were rising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Five, seven, nine, guys. This morning, after... This is another trend bucker. After being upsold several items, I love the I love the concept of upselling, by the owner of our new local Turkish veg store yesterday. Oh yeah. My husband and I had lavash bread with mascarpone cream, honey and strawberries. It was pretty good. Wow. Even if it did set me back more than going out for breakfast. That's um I, I used to do that. When um, when Indian restaurants started opening in Birmingham, we used to go and buy food that we didn't recognise and have a guess at how you cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it worked out great and sometimes it... But we didn't like to ask. It's like in a bookshop. I never... I'm not, yeah. oh, I'll find it myself. Mm. Do, you think, do you think it is lavash bread or do you think it was lavish bread? And they've, oh. they've incorrectly transcribed a heavily accented man's oh, upselling. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. I don't even know what upselling is. Can I? Not I know because um, George Lamb introduced the concept to me. Are you familiar with his work? I am. I like him with a nice mint. <laughs> He's fabulous, Lamb. Uh, George Lamb, I was at a restaurant once and George Lamb said to the man serving us, yeah, you're trying to upsell me that and I'm, I'm not interested. And it's when they get, it's going in hard. Pierre, yeah. would you say oh, on a product? I see. Maybe when they ask you if you'd like, oh, for a, you can have that on the side, an extra thing, a little topper. A little yeah, thing. it's the old um, one pound <laughs> chocolate bar at WH Smith. on Absolute Radio. I feel I should give you uh, an update, by the way. You might not be aware of this, uh, Pierre, but um, I was sent some pies. Ah, uh, yes. By a, um, a, a pie, uh, Mad O'Rourke's Pie Factory in Tipton in the West Midlands sent me nine pies. Is this a math problem? No. 
Uh, it might become one though. Then I then the next week I got the same amount of pies addressed to Lenny Henry. <laughs> right. And um, I said. I hope they last me. This was my joke. I'm going to upfront it as a joke. I hope they last me until Adrian Charles's pies <laughs> arrive. Anyway, Adrian Charles's pies arrived on <laughs> Wednesday. Now I don't know whether I am just a pie portal. The West Midlands pie portal. Yeah. Um, uh, some sort of. They think I'm a pie mule. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, or did they hear it on... Um, yeah. I'm into that now. Am I being accused of pie laundering? Oh. But um, did they hear the Adrian Charles and think we will embrace this and send him some address to Adrian Charles? Yes, because they're quite, they're quite um, jaunty, the marketing department. They, they are, so. They're jaunty. Mm. That is true. But it was... The other thing, of course, is Adrian is vegan. Uh. So here's a maths mm. thing. He could only utilise eight-ninths of the pies which arrive. That's higher proportion than I would have guessed. You would have thought, no, no. Um, there is a vegan one. There's a Jack the Lad, which is mushroom-led. Uh, oh. Uh, which, which sort of West Midlands figure is next? Cat Daly, I think, is the only one left. <laughs> um, Ozzy Osbourne's pies. Yeah. He's, mo he's more Birmingham, though. That's I true. Think, um, where's Cat Daly from? I think she might be West Bromwich, like me. Cat mm. Dealey, um, she does the dancing uh, thing now in America. What's, yes. it, what's it called yes. over there? Dancing, Strictly, dan Strictly Come Dancing. Dancing yeah, with the Stars. Yeah, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. The, yeah. Do they call, has she ever done the joke when hosting it, of calling the dancers on there Dealey Boppers? I, th no. I because think the Americans would fire her immediately. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do they have daily boppers? Mean, it's a, isn't it an American term? I don't think. I don't know if it's fallen out of use over there, and it's mm. a, become a sort of fallen out of oh, use. Yeah. What? It's a victim of political <laughs> correctness. So, yeah. The daily bopper. They've cancelled them. <laughs> In case you don't know, they're they're the sort of um, jocular antennae, which are, I had a pair. Yeah. I think they're still out there. We all had a producer's nodding. Oh, I imagine the, the producer wears them most weekends. I think she still wears them. <laughs> and I love that, her for that. Uh, can I just share this? John Hopkins, both of you. Hopkins. Being a man of simple tastes, I have only bucked the breakfast trend once. At a breakfast meeting in Belgium, the hosts brought in a tray of what the Flemish call cannabale, which was raw minced beef on a cracker. I blame the Trappist monks, personally. A can of barley, I thought you were going to say, which is human flesh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that old human flesh prank they pull on visitors, the Belgians. He blames the Trappist monks. There you well. go. And I, I'm sorry, I apologise to you two. We have um, we have a bit of a, a sudden left turn in terms of uh, trend buckers. Okay. In breakfast, Barry Chambers on Twitter says, "I have spaghetti bolognese for breakfast at least twice when holidaying abroad in Spain." That is, um, I noticed in, in uh, when I was in Japan that that the um, breakfast was just like sushi and all that. There was no yeah. sense of you know I'll get your weeds a big so. Yeah. Can yeah. you, we do because, uh, well, I've heard some things shouted at me. You know, some, one of the daily boppers, by the way. I'm, I am. Uh, it's like um, thingy magic, isn't it? The word daily bopper means. I don't know about you. I say doodah if I can't think of something. Oh, Have I you see, got the yes. doodah? Oh. Daily bopper is like. Oh, where's me daily boppers? Meaning the oh. thing I can't remember the name of. Oh, okay. I don't. I say flippity flop. Do you? Yeah. Thingamajig. What's your <laughs> What's your daily bopper equivalent? <laughs> hey, twelve fifteen. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've got a lot of examples of the daily bopper. Oh, the thingy oh, yeah. oh yeah, the flippity flop. My thing with flippity flop and thingy magic. Oh, here we go. Is there's a lot too many syllables? I, I do dar as I, that I use. It's nice, you know, dum dum, and you're out of there. Yeah. Don't be hanging around for flippity jippy. It, it works very well for me, thank you. I don't have the time. Okay. Uh, we've got well, we've got uh, 
707. My dealy bopper equivalent is Ojima What's It. Again, long. <laughs> That's from Jay in Wensbury. I quite like it, though. It's, got, o- it's good on. Ojima What's It. Mm. Yeah. A respected Irish clan. <laughs> yeah. Impossible to find. <laughs> Could be a variation on the co- the popular snack food. Yeah. As oh, well. Yes. Yeah. What do, what do you think of uh, 096? Do no, we... that's a rubbish one. <laughs> Where's me zero, um, 096? <laughs> Frank thinks everything's rubbish other than his one. No, I... Frank, what about this? Doobry do. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, OK. Because mm-hmm. it's got an element of... <laughs> about it, which I like. Um... It's of course I need them more and more as I get older, yeah. as you can imagine. I give you an I'll give you a par example. This is the thing I noticed about me the other day. When I approach my motor car to get in it mm. to drive, yeah. I have a little <laughs> look. I have a little look. Yeah. A toad of toad horn. But honestly, I swear to you this is true. I'm not saying it for comedy. I didn't even realise I did it, and I caught myself doing it the other day. I have a little look to check which side the steering wheel is on <laughs> so I don't go in the wrong door and make a fool of myself locally. Like a transatlantic celebrity. Yeah, I, honestly. I got... Um, even my nine-year-old said to me, I think this is what made me think about it, uh, uh, last week or something, he said, oh, am I driving? Because I went to get in the wrong <laughs> side. I have to f- visibly check it to make sure I'm in the right side. Now, that's not good, is it? Well, I, I'm not a qualified medical professional. Aren't you? <laughs> I said to you, get a qualified... <sighs> Harry Hill's on next week. He's a... Uh, He's a, a qualified... Um, I once He's went to him, I had something medical. on my toe once at Edinburgh, and I went to see Harry Hill in his flat. I said, have a look at this, with you? And he had the bag. You know the bag, the old doctor's bag he really? had that with him? Yeah. I like the qualified... And then Bob Mortimer, lawyer? Yes, solicitor, yes. And I think there's another... Oh, Dara. Dara Bryan Bri- is a uh, physicist. physicist. Ben oh. Miller. Oh, what's he? Physicist as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah. What, yeah. Do, what have you two got? I, I was a... Uh, Uh, Hitman in the Wolverhampton area. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I've had a lovely card celebrating... Today is the birthday of the poet A.E. Houseman. (laughs) We have a thing on the show that every time he's mentioned, the siren goes off. Um, And it's from Matt. That's all I know. But it's a lovely sign-off. Love and sunshine, says Matt. Morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. Wishing you all a very happy... uh, Happy Houseman, happy A.E. Houseman birthday. Oh. And then a little quote from um, the man himself. When the journey's over, there'll be time enough to sleep. Oh. Yeah, we've all used that one in <laughs> hotel rooms. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we were aldermen? Then we'd have some real input into local council (laughs) decision-making. Okay, I thought of a joke the other day for William Shakespeare. Too late now, I know. (laughs) A joke for him to use? A joke for him to use. Mm. Which I think he would have appreciated because he he loved a pun. Yeah. It, um, a quibble, as uh, Samuel Johnson, he said that a quibble, that sort of mad wordplay that he did, was the Cleopatra for which he lost his world and was content to lose it. Anyway, this is my joke for Shakespeare, and I honestly believe he would have used this. You know, wow. the wi- you know the wife, Anne Hathaway, was in Stratford and he was in London. Yes, I, I don't hear her often if she was the wife. Yeah, so he <laughs> must... You know when people like that, especially then, like, you know, he was a bit... Like, he was a bit uh, pre-woke, a little bit. Um, a little bit. Shakespeare. So uh, you can imagine... I reckon when he referred to her, instead of calling you know, Anne Hathaway, he could have he called her Anne Athema because oh. she was an anathema to him. What do you think? <laughs> Was she an anathema to him? Yeah, I've decided they didn't okay. get on well. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, he lived in London, she lived in Stratford. Does oh, that sound good fair. to you? That's true, yeah. I mean, people make a big fuss about separate bedrooms. What about separate 
Towns. Postcodes. Pre-postcodes. Um, nice attempt at diversion, but answer the question, Minister. <coughs> Anathema. What do you think? Anathema. I oh. agree that Shakespeare would have used it. Well, there you go. But I don't know <laughs> if that's a, an endorsement necessarily, given some of the humour in Shakespeare's plays. Oh, God. I'm Novelli on Shakespeare. <laughs> Can't believe it. Do you, can I ask you a question, Frank? Do you think um, you would have been quite good friends with Shakespeare? Oh, man, yeah. We've got the same shaped head for a start off. <laughs> We'd look like two light bulbs in a showbiz mirror, yeah. side by side. I think you would have gotten quite well. Oh, man, he could have that. He would have been my best celebrity mate ever. I think you would have fallen out, though. Now, what, out of my doublet and hose? <laughs> That's possible. I'm going to tell... I just told... I never repeat things I've just said, but I just told um, Pierre and Emily oh, this. Oh, no. I went to the dentist this week to get me stitch out, <laughs> and uh, he said to me... Oh, we had... Boz was in with the orthodontist. Boz is my nine-year-old son, and he said he was... Because he's, he's, he's got a brace and all that. And he said, and when she asked him to open his mouth, he opened it, and it was completely packed with cotton wool. <laughs> and he'd brought the cotton wool from home for that joke, for that joke. So she went, oh! And then he said, but the great thing was, is he, he took it out and just put it in his pocket, and <laughs> job done. Where do you think he might have picked that up? Oh, I don't know. You beats me. <laughs> It's an admirable lack of... I, I feared the dentist as a kid, so the idea of having the guts to prank... Yeah, to prank the dentist <laughs> is prank great. The dentist. I mean, uh, what's going to be in there next time, though? <laughs> Dead rat. <laughs> yeah, but at least Buzz is pranks. Buzz does high-quality pranks. Frank, do you know about Frank's April Fool um, pranks, Pierre? Has he told you about them? Frank's beer. He said, Frank Spear. He. Frank Spear. Frank Spear. No, Frank Spear. It's what me, when my mates were William Shakespeare, they'll call us Frank Spear, like Brangelina. Celebrity couple. Frank Spear. Splitsville. Splitsville. Me and him out together on the town going on about the anathema. Hey! Oh, man. We'd have to go to Verona on our holidays. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli is with us this morning. You can all the way from the Isle of Man. Yes. Um, has anyone near St. Kelly? K-E-L-L-Y. Do you know it? I do know it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. And remember, your favourite songs where they spell the word <laughs> spoken. So they say, is anyone here seen Kelly? K-E-L-L-Y. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I got it. <laughs> and there's I'm H A P P Y. I'm like don't mention happy in front of the. And there's M I C K E Y M O U S. Of course, yeah. and uh, and D D I V O R C E <laughs> became final today. <laughs> okay, there you go. Glenn Maker. Do you oh, remember? Talk about Glenn Maker. <laughs> talk about Glenn Maker. Yes. Glenn Maker has been in touch with us. Dear Frank, Emily and Alan. Sorry, Hi, sorry, Pierre. Pierre. Whatever happened to... Mm. That's something of a regular on this show, mm. Pierre. Whatever happened to... Do you to, want a jingle? Is it good enough for a jingle? I'd say. Come on. We'll get I've been there. let down by... Whatever happened to... Oh, Frank's Eurovision entry, Life is Like a Light in the Darkness. Oh, yeah, what did happen to that? I've been pipped again this year by... Uh, who is it this year? Well, they get celebrities Something now. like Raymond mm. Honda, his name is. Raymond <laughs> Honda, <laughs> you've so made What that? is his name? He's uh, called Sam. Sam Honda. Well, yeah, well, last year it was the man with the um, questionable coat. The man with... It was Joseph from the Old <laughs> Testament. <laughs> Let me guess, his brothers uh, threw him into a hole. No, he just wore a coat that I um, I personally wouldn't have gone for, but that was my only issue with him. He did yeah. a lovely little job. Yeah, how many points did he get? Zero? I think it was zero, zero across the board, I think. I think it was zero. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. 
What are we going to do? The Raymond Honda, we've got high hopes for. Raymond Honda. It is something like but that. Who knows what? It generally isn't Raymond Honda. <laughs> that would be a great name for a, a great name. <laughs> It's the use of Raymond. Yeah. But he's, took, he's used the full name. Raymond Honda. Yeah. Um, I bet, well, but you'll see when it comes out, you'll see uh, the similarity to that name. But it sounds like Raymond Honda. Yeah. You'll see. You know, it's that kind of a name. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. Um, oh, is, there, is there any more anyway, um, so, yeah, alfresco mond? Life is like a light in the darkness. I'll play it to you once, Pierre. Yes, it was please. Absolutely. I don't know if you know if we have we still got it back. Could we treat someone, our readers if we could find it at some point? Someone would ask, ask the producer. She had a copy. It was Frank. It is absolutely. Some best. I sang it impromptu, and then uh, somebody. Um, did a thing with it. They they took it from the podcast and oh, then made it into great. a, yeah. a proper song. You mixed it, and it it did have a. Um, I mean, obviously, if I did it again, I might want to clean it up a bit. But uh, it it did have a Eurovision feel oh, yes. to it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't up there with. Uh, <laughs> which is Eurovision gold, but um, even so. Of the non-Bakerfile-dressed performers, I think it was one of the best. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Let's find out what Novelli's been up to. Yes, Pierre, in case um, uh, you're not familiar with his work, there's still a few out there, Pierre. As I said, was my um, was my support act on... Mm. But as, as, a, as, as a... Also a fine and exciting career of his own. But um, he used to be on and then I'd be on. It was He was my ramp, my comedy ramp. And then you'd go around the cathedrals together in your yeah. suits. I suppose oh, yeah. you could have described me as an end-of-the-pier comedian. <laughs> Very good. How did that not come up during the long months no, of I know. touring? I know. Do you know, Pierre, he saved that for his Frank's Pier days. <laughs> yeah, that would be right in a manuscript. <laughs> anyway. Time. What are the Novelli updates? Uh, I recently, it's a, a struggle that everyone will go through at some point in their life, had to try and figure out what my dad would like for his birthday. All right. Which is always a tough... Dads are the hardest to buy for, I, I would say. Where is your dad? Isle of Man? Mm, yeah. Okay. Also hard because very few, a, a few places just don't deliver there. <laughs> no, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Do you not that. get delivered? I think, I think you you'll find Maddo Rocks and sort it out. <laughs> It'll come to me. Yeah. And then I'll forward it. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're the. You're what the kind of a what, what kind of a man is he? Is he? Uh, I'm guessing he's a sort of man's man, as they used to call him. Would that be fair? I think maybe in the in the UK he could be a man's man, but I, I think by South African standards he's a he's a sort of academic, oh, okay. reasonable oh. chap. <laughs> he's sort of AJ B, P Taylor. Yeah, but to be a man's man in South Africa is a ridiculous <laughs> level of. Yeah, you've really got to be. Yeah, you've got to have a rhino whip. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's. I not don't think there's enough testosterone in the world possible no. for that. So what what was the uh, where did it go with the uh, gift? Well, he's a man who likes an elaborate cracker. <laughs> okay. With the, the ones that sort of have treats embedded within. Right. Yeah. Don't so, all crackers have treats embedded within? Um, perhaps spiritually. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking definition of cracker. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking Christmas cracker. <laughs> oh, there you are. No. No. Now they do all have treats embedded. Well, what cracker are you thinking of? Cheese and crackers. For a birthday? Lovely, well, lovely well, present. Nice packet of crackers. Nice packet of crackers. Smashed a bit in, <laughs> on its travel to the Isle of Man. Smashed a bit on the ferry, broken in two by So you can always crumble it over chilli, American <laughs> oh, yes. diner style. Uh, no, elaborate, <laughs> elaborate sort of cheese and cracker arrangements are, okay. a, are a hit, I think. And so that, that was... Really? Maybe, I mean, I'm talk, we're talking uh, up, upper scale, upscale stuff. Yep. I don't care how upscale. Crackers no. for a birthday. Oh. <laughs> Cheese and biscuits, more favourite. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Dad? Dad? <laughs> <laughs> no biltong. Where's the biltong? To be, to be fair, some of these arrangements, a bit of... Uh, there was some biltong. Iberian uh, meats. It's not exotic if you're from there, so you've got to go for the old uh, no, dried Italian... 
Yeah, I can see it's that. Not that exotic. <laughs> so it was a big, like a hamper I've, of. Um, we got a hamper. Yeah, I went hamper ways. Oh, you went. You went impersonal hamper. I, well, I, no, constru- I constructed it actually. If you're yeah, if you're basing it on his personal tastes, yeah. which I is think, what crackers, elaborate biscuits, <laughs> cheese, fortified wines. <laughs> that smooth, smooth peanut butter. Oh. oh, would you have any sweet meats in there? Um, maybe, uh, maybe in the elaborate biscuits category, you've got some <laughs> malted some milk. Malted milks, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about getting that from Bart? Do you got, like that? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I quite like a food thing. Okay. I got the postman came yesterday and said to me, um, "I got a, a parcel for Frank Skinner." I thought, yes, that is me. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me. <laughs> and uh, I opened it, and it was a Royal Television Society Award for Best Documentary. I just postman. It's just in a... In a oh, right. What was that for? As in, I told you about it the other oh, week. Yes, it was for Boswell. And, but I didn't think it would come in... The postman <laughs> would bring it. Did you give him you a know, short speech? I thought it might be like Ava Ertzegalva <laughs> presenting it. Not some bloke in a red coat at my doorstep. <laughs> oh, the old award giving has, has gone down. He didn't do a speech or anything. <laughs> So. Can I talk to you boys about something, please? Thank you. Uh, Did we find out if Raymond Honda is the correct name of our, this year's Eurovision? Talking of Eurovision, actually, Frank, are we going to give the people what they want? Because it was cited earlier that you had essentially written your own Eurovision entry. Well, like, I was... I was you know what? I was, um, I was acting the giddy goat on oh, the radio okay. yeah. and pretending I was doing a... Uh, a Eurovision, uh, but somebody didn't do a, a, a nice job in it. I have it here. Um, I'll, I, I'll fade it when it gets boring. Okay, I'll have to judge okay. that. Um, I'm really not confident it's going to work. Okay, but uh, let, let's hope for the best. I can see Frank as a sort of German pruner. <laughs> You get, you get, you get, you get the picture. Uh, that is like um, that like. is a track from one of those guys who you read about. It's like, oh, of course, uh, you know, he was there in the studio in Berlin with uh, Bowie. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> he never quite achieved the same thing internationally, but, but domestically, he's, ca- he's, cabaret, he's cabaret act. Yeah, in, in, yeah, yes. yeah, late night, he did a bit of brell. Yeah, and there's and, a photo of them looking a bit worse for wear on top of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, yeah. Hair, hair grease back and a hint of hair eye shadow. Hair grease back, is that his name? That's his name, hair grease back. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, what I like about hair... hair... <laughs> it's like Baron, who's that in um, Danger Mouse? It's like Baron Ridgeback or something. Like what that. I like about hair grease back I feel with her grease back um, with uh, life is like a light there's a slight note of rising panic in his voice that he feels his career is somewhat at an end there's a lot of the the, the faded vaudeville in the tone there yeah he oh, sounds I, a bit I think desperate. it's more Weimar Weimar cabaret yes yeah the, the, the grief I'm guessing it. he's got um, fishnet stockings <laughs> Oh, you know, like, like the uh, the MC in cabaret, that kind yeah. of. Yes, yeah. Anyway, um, okay. news just in: mm. um, Raymond Honda, <laughs> the Eurovision, is actually Sam Ryder. Oh, okay. Uh, but you can see how I got there. When you there. say news just in, did Buzz text you that? No, um, it's actually been handed to me by the producer on uh, in written in blue biro on a, on a scrap of paper. But that I can I think Sam Raymond. Sam Ryder. Sam you Ryder. You do Ryder Honda. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, but you know what? Who my my money's on hair grease back this year. Yeah. Oh well, it's it's, I reckon this is his last chance. <laughs> And uh, he's he's absolutely pushed the boat out. He's got um, he's got all those vitamins though from Donald Trump's he's doctor. Kraftwerk doing the producing <laughs> for him. I think it's really going to be good. <laughs> Lie. <laughs>
Can I chat to you boys about something? Thank you. It's the findings... Oh, I was going to respond. Go on. The findings of a survey... This way, and I, I don't know about you, Pierre, but I love the findings of a survey. Oh, God, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. Do you? <clears throat> yeah, I, I prefer the findings of every part of the survey. I'd say the findings are my favourite. Yeah, yeah. I've never asked to take part in a survey. No. I, I had to do a questionnaire about my son's school. Oh, did you? This week. Oh. And it was one of those that said, agree, agree strongly. Mm. Disagree, disagree strongly. Mm. So you have to actually sort of go deep into yourself and to see how you, how you feel about it. I mm. found that problematic. I'm a big fan of NA in those <laughs> things. Aren't we, aren't we all dear? Mm. Um, this survey was commissioned by, I don't know if we're allowed to mention them, Frank, a global media empire. Mm. Yeah, that's okay, that covers it. And it was... An investigation into people's habits whilst WFH. Working from home. Ah. Mm. You're so young. Yes. Um, well, we all, us three, I think, all do yeah. a fair bit of uh, working yeah. from home. I didn't, I didn't know. I read this thing. I didn't know about the fire. Was it 3 2? Is that? The 3 2. So three days in the office, yep. two days. Um, Watching Lorraine and, and drinking. Yes. <laughs> it's what we used to call a flexi time. Flexi <laughs> time. <laughs> um, I don't know if that term is, is. I think it disappeared with flexi disc. Do you remember those? I think it disappeared with luncheon vouchers. Flexi disc was a, a thinner vinyl, which was much more, or you got a much more wobbly um, album. Mm. And they, everyone said, oh, it's great cause it's very wobbly there's no other pluses to it at all it really? didn't really catch on I had an entire Elvis box set of flexi discs mm. uh, and a little envelope which contained um, a piece of his clothing oh mm. anyway sort of a mustard crimpoline thing I can't, can't imagine that'll go up like tinder if you put that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> don't light any I, yeah I, I don't I don't put it anywhere um, where it's near a, put it an near electric fire lighter. no no it's uh, well what this survey discovered was that the average home worker takes at least three power naps a week three discuss that um what is a power nap as opposed to a nap? I think a power nap is, is done with a certain um, attitude. Isn't it? <laughs> I think when I think power nap, I'm thinking Churchill slash Margaret Thatcher. These are the, the classic, the power nap. They're in yeah. the power napping chair. And, and it's the idea that very smart people, they just need that little reboot, you know, switch it, switch the computer off and back on again. Yes, yes. But I think the idea is that you, are, you have so much control. You're such a person who runs your life. You've got your hands on the steering wheel of life. Mm. Remember I speak... As a man who can't remember which side of the car my <laughs> real steering wheel is, um, that you can say, I'm going to sleep now, and then you just go to sleep like that. Yeah. And I think they do about, like, I mean, it's, it's as little sometimes, 20 minutes. But such is their determination to sleep well that it's so profound that they come out of it utterly refreshed. That is how it works, I think. It's chilling. It is. There's something. Well, the fact that it's Margaret Thatcher and Churchill, you know, you're talking about... Well, I like the Dali. Was it Dali who had the approach to napping? I believe he called it slumber with a key. Are you familiar with slumber no. with a key? Oh, uh, yes. Do you want to hear about slumber with a key? It doesn't involve Tim Key, by the way. It's that's, not a tell-all. That's good, OK. Let's <laughs> kiss and tell about Tim Key. As if... The, slumber! Yeah, as if the news of the world, if it still existed, would use a, a pawn on a Salvador Dali <laughs> um, sleeping <laughs> technique for their headlines. They know their crowd. Slumber oh. with a key. Also, I don't remember too many kiss and tells going, my slumbers slumber. with... I like it, though. I'm going to... I'm gonna. The, the producer's giving me... Oh, then um, I'll tell you what it is. Do you want to know about slumbering with a key? Yes. OK. Oh, yeah. I love it, and I love us any slumber-based cliffhanger. <laughs> I think is good. I just like saying slumber. I've realised now. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. One of the things that shocked me about the working at home survey is how many people work in their pajamas. 
Oh, yeah. That, to me, sounds like a depressing... <laughs> also, I only wear a pyjama jacket. I don't know how the cleaner would feel when she uh, <laughs> came in and I was sitting on the sofa tapping she, away. Yeah, fr- um... Frank, oh, I tell you what, we left the nation on a cliffhanger. Oh, sorry, yeah. Do you remember what oh, it yeah, was? We did, yeah, that was bad. Do you remember slumber, what it was? the slumber cliffhanger. I Slu- think I think Slu- I need to clean this up. Bear in mind the clean. I would be sort of wearing a laptop, so it would be a modesty laptop. <laughs> so it would be all right. I just want to clear that up. I don't want anyone to think I'd. Would, would uh, <laughs> confront the cleaner with anything with the top cap pajama shirt, which is what no, he favours. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, so what was it? It was it's to do with slumbering. It was slumber with a key. <laughs> yeah. Slumber. Can and I say I worked with the British boxing legend Chris Eubank recently? Of course you did. And someone used the word utensil, and he stopped the show and said. Uh, I was really pleased to hear someone use the word utensil, which is such a beautiful word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Stop the whole show for that. Yeah. Do you know, I slightly love him. I love him for that. That was great. What a brilliant thing to do. Utensil. Slumber with a key. Yeah. I think you're familiar with it, Pierre, are you? I am, yes. What do you see it as? Well, certainly what I've been told is that it comes from the uh, Spanish king. I can't remember which one, but he would oh. sit in his Carlos. throne. Carlos. Would it be Carlos? <laughs> it's you, Or Alfonso. <laughs> okay. Alfonso or Carlos, one of the two. Yeah. And he would sit on his throne, for, and for his siesta, it would last just long enough. He would hold in his right hand uh, a large sort of brass key, and the, sl- the siesta would last however long it took for him to fall asleep enough that the key would slip from his grasp and clatter to the floor, oh. thus waking him up. Yes. And I believe um, I... I mean, Dali possibly stole it from the king. Who knows? But Dali well, would talk Spaniards about this. They're all Spaniards together. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a Sp- it became right. a Spanish thing all right, after that. <laughs> but um, he claimed that was the moment of genius, creative genius, just FYI, so that he would fall asleep and he didn't ever want to fall fully into stage two sleep. Yeah. So you hold the key, the minute it clatters, that's when you're falling into a stage two that's when you wake up. That's when you'll you will create your best possible okay. work. So he'd wake up and see that he'd left his clock near the fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And go, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, and he hadn't he hadn't put that ant powder down. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lobster on the telephone. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Where did I put that? Oh, man. <laughs> this is chaos, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I need to sort my life out. Stop having all these naps. Oh, God, I can't get outside. My moustache is too wide for the door frame. What's going on with me? I need to start again. Do you think David Baddiel went round to Salvador Dali's house and said, is it always going to be like this? <laughs> that's what he said at my house. Cause really? Because it's untidy. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. I just tell people it's a squat now. <laughs> And they don't, they don't question any further. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. 5.79, the Danger Mouse character we were trying to think of is Baron Greenback. Greenback, of mm. course, because he was a uh, frog, wasn't he? Mm. Are frogs green and toads brown, Pierre? Um, <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. You're yeah. the, but of the people I know who would know <laughs> that fact, you're the most likely. I mean, of the people in this studio, definitely. Well, I think in the world. <laughs> If David Attenborough was in here, I would have gone to Pierre first for the answer. If David Attenborough was in here, you well know he'd have started a fight between some sort of spider and some mite. Yeah. Filmed it. He yeah. Refused to intervene. Sold tickets. Honestly, I saw one recently. <laughs> I mean. What was it? It was a whale and her... Not a seal. And her... Calf. Baby. A calf, yeah. Um, single mother, in other words. And she was... On a trek, and she started being followed by these three killer whales, and they were after the uh, child. And anyway, she's in a panic. She's, you know, you know come on, hurry up. And uh, they got the, the child, and they didn't even like, eat it. They ate a tiny bit of it and just left it. 
and the poor mother then you saw going off on her own. It was absolutely heartbreaking. What did he say? I thought I thought a few things about it. I thought, A, if I saw a human a woman and a child and three louts after louts. you'd step you'd like to think you'd step in. Especially if they were going to eat. Yeah, and you'd think at Attenborough, if anybody, would accept Louts. that the animals have got, you know, that species, they've got some rights, they've got feelings. Cannibales. Not only did he not step in, yeah. but um, well, he did. what he did was film it for profit. <laughs> and he laughed and laughed and laughed. Oh, no, he didn't, he didn't laugh. laugh. What, he says, he didn't what laugh. sort of thing does he say, Frank? He says, you know... He on, says, on, I think him. he said, uh, that's another one in the can. <laughs> I think another award booked. I think he said. And his awards, he gets present. They don't come yeah. in the post. No. His awards, he gets a proper celebrity giving them. I mean, what people always say as well. Where's the Where the World? Yeah. I mean, tooth extraction. Where the World? I don't want to watch it in HD. No, it's 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 rubbish. That if it was a human being, you wouldn't you wouldn't just film that happening to people. He'd be Would arrested. You? It's just been wrong. So. He's got people. He's, I'm not expecting a 90 odd year old bloke to go in, you know, to dive into the water. Knife in between his teeth. But he's with it. He's with a team of, you know, they're also they're all um, they're very scubaed. Yes, very yeah. scubaed up. I'd like it if people. As the first bite sinks into the calf, he just says, "Kaching." Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was hot. It was really, really upsetting. I thought. Horrible. I can't watch those things. On uh, on the subject of both um, aquatic <laughs> matters and doodars, yes, um, we've got a nine six eight five saying a few words from the Royal Navy, which is an intimidating opening. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. What have I done? You I hope no one turns on though, and you're just saying that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, now go on. Um, a few words from the Royal Navy: a uh, scrinson dubery or Dushank flip flop. Oh, they've, they've gone typical of the Royal Navy. They've gone hyphenated. You sound like two characters from a tale of two cities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Scrinson Dubry in his <laughs> rag and bone shop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we? No, is that, are those, that standard naval um, bants? Wow. According to Dan and Paddock Wood. <laughs> well, I'll okay. take their word for it. Yeah. What about I wonder these what their hornpipes are like. Sparkling. <laughs> I'll, get, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. Do you. <laughs> What do you think of these naps, boys? Oh, uh, the power naps. I'm, you... I'm incapable. I don't have the self-restraint. No. That is, it makes sense of wearing pyjamas for work if you're just going to get to sleep when you <laughs> feel like <laughs> yes. extremely practical. Yes, there's a, there's a real sort of Charlie Buckets grandparents sort of vibe to this. I'm, I, I think I'd wear a little shorty silk kimono. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a bit of a dispute. Um, I sometimes like to tell people what's been going on off air. Yeah. Mm. We've had a bit of a robe dispute. Yeah. Robespierre. Robespierre. Mm. Oh, that's very, very, very good. fine. Okay. Thank you. I mean, hold on, I need to find something. This is celebrating the Robespierre. Yeah, we were talking about... It's, it's a thing we've talked about a lot on here. My thing that I don't know when you're supposed to wear a robe. And Pierre, I'm glad to say, has joined me on this. Mm. Mm. Um, but Emily has a <laughs> bath with candles, a candle-lit bath. Um, and then slips into a... Uh, is it silk? Well, when I just said to Frank... Is it rayon? <laughs> No. For law. He's not allowed on the robe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when I told Frank that I like to get my robe all fluffy and warm pre my bath, mm. and my bath, I just said, I lay out a few candles, I have a TV show, and I have some bubble bath. And Frank said, oh, sounds like a sting video. Well, it, it's got that feel to it. How do you get it fluffy and warm? Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't have to answer that. Oh. But how, how, how do you fluff? How do you fluff a robe? Well, I mean, I'd what... like to sing that to the tune of "How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria." <laughs> that would be uh, her Greaseback's um, next attempt at it. Yes. How do you fluff and warm a robe on bath night? <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it? Well, you can give it a quick. 20 seconds in the tumble dryer, although I don't recommend that because it's Ooh. a terrible waste of energy, obvs. Yeah. It's all right, you're amongst friends. Okay. 
Well, that's what I do then. Okay, fair enough. There you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. but it's just the, I find the robe such a, a fabulous ramp garment, and I know there are readers who agree with me. I think you two are the outliers. I think. Uh, it's the transitional nature of it that I think we, we're struggling with because we yeah. we would emerge, you know, from the shower bath, dry ourselves off, and then it's time to get and dressed. And then put clothes on. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. sort of interstitial. You know clothes. Yeah. No, excuse me. It's a bit like having a special sock for in between putting on your other socks <laughs> and your all shoes. All right, all right. <laughs> Never mind the special socks. <laughs> I don't... What I find extraordinary is that you think you're dry after one towel. So you probably have for 10 years. I don't think I'm dry. I, I get a bit of clinging as I put my jeans on or whatever oh, they that are. Oh, sounds nice. Je- you know, because I'm a bit wet. But I know the clothes will deal with that themselves. See, it needs I, to be dry. What I choose to do We'll is... all be dry a long time. <laughs> Let's enjoy being moist while we can. I prefer not to have wet clothes. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you are you implying that we sort of go straight from a bath into desperately tugging on denim? Yeah, everybody thinks we're getting dressed in the shower. A bit like a bit like that tattoo video when they're in their wet school. All the things she said. All the things she said. Um, Leaving not, the house absolutely. I have, a, I have a dry. I have to tell. You know, it's made of the same stuff as a lot of robes. Yeah. I, I don't fluff it. I don't... Um, I would not... Honestly, if I didn't have a robe, I don't think... I don't know what I'd do. I'm starting to think you have wetter water in your house <laughs> than I do. Yeah. Well, anyway, if I had a robe, I'd hammer in the morning. That's yeah. another problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, accessibility. <laughs> I like 096, my kind of person, because they've said having a power nap equals just couldn't stay awake. Yeah, I think mm. that might be right. But who's going to tell Margaret it's actually that? <laughs> Imagine Sir Geoffrey Harris saying, I'll tell you what I think, Margaret. Not before her nap. Also, nah. people that tend to be sort of famous nappers, also, I'm just saying, they're often, usually they're quite well known as uh, being fond of whiskey as well. Oh, are they? And in my twelve, Margaret Thatcher wasn't. Oh, she loved whiskey. Did she? Yeah, it was her tipple. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That's my specialist subject. Oh, Oh, that's birth my Margaret Thatcher bubble. (laughs) She loved a whiskey. I think she picked it up off Dennis because he liked it. And uh, Churchill, of course. Yes. Got through a lot of the stuff. Yeah, he uh, he did. He did like it. I tell you what I like about pajamas, though. (laughs) Breast pocket. I like a breast pocket. Yeah. Very handy if you're working at home for pens, robbers, and. Stuff like that. Yes, true. That's that is. What, a good... Do you genuinely not wear a? Do you, would you sleep in a pajama bottom? Not in the summer. I would just wear the. But I don't <laughs> think we should dwell on it. <laughs> <laughs> but the pockets. The one thing. Uh, one of the things I don't like about summer is pockets. Oh. Oh yes. Because when you've got a jacket and everything on, you've got. You know, I like. I carry lots of bits. And when you're going out and you're just in short, I have to wear those shorts that have like nine pockets to cover yes, my like, my storage. Like a roadie. Yeah, yeah. touch for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> I um, and a lot of them haven't been. Um, I uh, I went bomb bag one really? summer. Yeah. That's, uh... And that was great. I mean, I do envy you, ladies, <laughs> with your handbags. <laughs> Because it was, I had ah, loads, I was heavily laden. Yes. My bomb bag runneth over. Tell me about it. But um, there's nothing I can do about it. (laughs) But um, I don't know, the next year, I just, the next summer, I remember thinking, should I get the bomb bag out again? And I just, you can't have the same party twice. You know, I've always felt that. Yeah. So I've never, never worn it You've since. Never returned. That was that was the secret for me. They're quite on trend again now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. People are always telling me stuff about that that I used to like. Mm. Think I'm ahead of the curve. No. Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, they also in this survey it was the three mm. power naps a week, mm-hmm. but they also said <clears throat> the average person starts their working from home day at eight twenty a.m. Mm. I don't believe that for a minute. No. No. Okay. Do what do they that? mean by start, though, <laughs> as well? Yes. You know, you get in and put the microwave <laughs> on, read the paper. Yeah. Prayers, obviously. Yes. 
<laughs> they left that out of the survey. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, does anyone, anyone who works from home, don't you automatically, the next thing you think is that you don't, they don't do as much as if they'd be in the office. Of because they're lazing around, they've got the jammers on. Yeah. That's um, my presumption, but I, I know a few people who spend a great deal of their time when they're in the office pretending, sort of miming, oh, yeah. typing. Yeah, too, there is I that. I suppose it so. takes the miming out of it. But it says they watch four television programmes a week, which you wouldn't do at work. No, you'd Speak have to just yourself. imagine them. Speak for yourself. I've watched three series of Doctor Who whilst this show's been on. I don't think that's <laughs> correct, is it? If you'd have picked another programme, I might have believed you. No, I watch all my um, TV now in instalments. Mm. Do you? Would you ever watch TV during the day? If it was test cricket... Yes, interestingly, sport I will make an exception yeah, for. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like TV sport. I can't a TV I, I can't watch TV in the in the day. Really? I, it makes me very depressed. <laughs> I think what you can't watch is things that are made for TV during the day. Oh, murder the she things wrote. that That's are happening thing. anyway, but are on TV. It's all right yeah. to watch those. Like the news. Yeah, the I think that's the distinction. I will do. The Olympics. But an episode of Murder, She Wrote, I mean, mm. that is just... But honestly, I will watch 20 minutes of a programme one night and then 20 minutes the next night. Gosh. That's how I do it. I treat telly like a, like a panettone. <laughs> I just tear a bit off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Throughout the festive season. I wouldn't need a whole pan of Tony. I'd tear a bit off and wrap it back up again and have another bit uh, tomorrow. I find your self-control alarming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. (laughs) Pillow talk. (laughs) Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Guys, what do you think of people who go to the cinema in the day? You're talking about watching TV shows we think is a little... Can be a bit depressing. Um, I went to the cinema in the day once on tour in Stoke, and um, former World Cup winner Gordon Banks was in there on his own. <laughs> really? Yeah. I Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> it's definitely a, something that comedians do when they're in a different town for the whole day before a show. And goalies. And goalies. Those are the two people who do it. I, I quite like um, cinema on my own because yeah. I'm, a lot of my going to things is slightly impaired by wondering what the other person is thinking and whether they're hating it and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, so to be free of that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The problem with the- cinemas, okay, theatre, you end up in the interval sitting on your own in the theatre, which is like an Edward Hopper painting. You just look like <laughs> a tragic, <laughs> lonely figure. And that's not so good. No. Um, but, you know... Or like a mad fan. Yeah, mm. people think, oh, goes to the theatre on their own. You can feel people, you know, when they come back in thinking, oh. hasn't moved. Yeah. Mm. That's, uh, that's. Can I just uh, read? They asked people about who worked at home. They asked them um, for the pros and cons. And there were yeah. five cons, as it were. Yeah. Four of them were banter. They missed the banter. Mm. Another one, I wrote these down because I was interested <laughs> by them. Banter, and then interacting with colleagues. Okay. okay. Banter, I call it. <laughs> um, catching up on the latest gossip, also known as banter. <laughs> and then feeling connected to people. Or banter. <laughs> that's what, all you, what you miss is the people. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That, that's what they're driving at there, isn't yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's all right to Four say that. <laughs> yeah, and that—that that is. I remember when when uh, my partner Kath uh, left an office job, and she said what she missed most of all was conversations at the kettle. Mm. You know, you're making a cup of tea, and you have a bit of a a great show title. Conversations yeah. at the kettle. Yeah, it's, Radio uh, Four. What you really want is a sort of LA club called the Kettle, <laughs> yeah. where that's yeah. staged. But I don't know if that uh, exists. Mm. And of course, if you watched the kettle. Um, it would never, inevitably, <laughs> <Yeah>. really, really <laughs> take off. Well, what about when I worked in fashion magazines and uh, my a dear friend of mine, Tony, who you've met, Frank, mm. who used to edit Wallpaper magazine. Mm. Very smart. Are you familiar with it, Pierre? Yeah? Wallpaper magazine? Yeah. <laughs> I would never miss an issue. It's a very chic interiors, architecture, style magazine. I've, I've <laughs> used it. <laughs> he writes a column in there, yeah. But... What I loved is that because they were so aspirational on the staff front, they wouldn't allow a microwave. 
in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I saw someone from... I mean, they said they wouldn't allow... I saw someone put it in a cupboard because they said it was aesthetically uh, um, unappealing. Okay. It used to get a lot of bad. Pr- Remember the days of employee blinded by working next to microwave. All those stories. Oh, the the microwave panics. The mi- yeah, the microwave. It was well, I still like, don't have one because my mother wouldn't allow us to. I live by mine. <laughs> when I get up on a Saturday morning, I've already um, moistened porridge <laughs> the night before and put it in the microwave, uh, ready for cookage. Well, cookage. <laughs> Since you mentioned porridge, yeah. um, James Stapleton gets in touch in terms of trend buckers. Okay. Breakfast trend buckers. Yeah, I remember it. Um, Seems a long time ago. Yeah. Now. He says, uh, I know, he, he opens. Oh, uh, remind me, I've got to tell you something I saw on BBC Breakfast this morning. <laughs> Speaking of breakfast, Was it about cookage? Yeah, no. <laughs> He, it's self-deprecating. He says, I know this isn't what you're after. We'll decide that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been the judge of that. <laughs> he says, but a guy at work puts a whole tin of tuna in his porridge. It's revolting. Oh. Probably the best strategy I've come across for getting everyone to know who you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is it. He's the guy who... Yeah. Dot, dot, yes. Yeah. Well, of course, the Scots famously salt their porridge. I don't yes. suppose it's that far from doing that. Yeah, but I can't the see the, the three bears enjoying that. That would no. give them a shock of their lives. No, true. <laughs> yeah. The porridge tuna. What do you call it? Tuna porridge, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I had some sort of porridge at um, the Fat Dock. Snail. Snail uh, porridge. Snail porridge. Is that more ridiculous? Mm, true. I ate 12.50. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible survey being carried out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Now, I was telling you, so I saw something on uh, BBC Breakfast this morning which um, made me have a bit of a chuckle. Yeah. And now, I don't know the names of these particular presenters, but there's always a, a man and a, a woman on there. And the woman, I don't she's like a very sort of... The, if like a head girl kind of a... Uh. She's the head girl that you're secretly in love with, but you're too frightened to tell her because she might hit you with a hockey stick. She's got that kind of thing. Yeah. And they had a, a, a man being interviewed who was in um, Belfast, not the place, but the film. Uh. The, oh, the, yeah, the Kenny Ken, Branagh. Kenny Branagh. Ken Branagh. Has done this. And they had him talking about, you know, the film and how great it was to make it and, uh, and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then he came back to the studio and the guy said to the head girl, he said, um, have you seen uh, Belfast? She said, yeah, not for me, really. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, my God. She said, it was, I didn't love it, but it was, you know, the kid was good. I thought, wow, respect to Mondo. You know, it's this, the, the Mark Commode, um, yeah. she's broken the Mark Commode. Yeah. As in mode. Yeah. yeah, but I had this great moment of... Uh, yeah, no. not really. God. Yeah. Someone's tearing their hair out in a PR department somewhere. Well, I don't know if she can stop it now. It's a bit of a... It's already on its trajectory to, to success, isn't Well, it's it? not something mm. you expect of BBC Breakfast, which is why, why I like her. I think the trouble is we're getting up early in the morning is you don't know quite what you're saying. Yes. I was on BBC Breakfast and Bill Turnbull said to me, you've done some terrible jokes, haven't you? And he rattled off these subjects. And I said, yeah. (laughs) I just... And he went... Uh, and then there was a, it's just completely, and I just, I was, I was just tired. I was tired. If you like, if you like, I did those jokes. And uh, yeah, that was, so it sort of got me. If I tried to defend him, it probably wouldn't become a bigger thing. Yeah. But, um, well, not that time of the morning. You were so tired that you automatically followed the, the sort of aristocratic never apologise, never explain. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I was just, um, yeah. just fact checking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you count them off on your fingers? <laughs> you I like you've done some terrible jokes. Yeah, you? yeah that's right. Yeah, that's right, Bill. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now to make the perfect plan. <laughs> um. Do you do... I'll tell you what I like, though. I like the uh, the brunch one. What's that one? Sunday brunch. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Sunday brunch. What is the... Uh, 
the advice they always, always say to you, the same thing on Sunday brunch. You have to do a photo for the PR. Oh, and yeah. The oh. photographer always says, um, not holding a knife, please. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. In case of future... Just, just, it's not not good for the show. Could be, you know, blah blah blah, making light of blah blah. God. Where do they stand on forks? Well, they're they're never mentioned uh, forks. As long as you don't hold them overhand above your head. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Like a trident. They're okay. No, so um, good to know. Okay, so um, and Pierre, thanks so much for coming in. Thank it's, you for having uh, it's, me. It's great to see you. I miss the rustle of velvet. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, Emily, I'm not going to thank you because you're here every week. Okay. Oh. Thanks, Bill Turnbull. Okay. <laughs> so, um, if the good laws... Uh, oh. Start again. So, yeah, start again. Can we cut that um, <laughs> live? Oh. That would have changed things if I'd known that. Yeah. So uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.